The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. Today, we have another guest. Her name is Raven, and she is a D1 at University of Detroit Mercy's Dental School. So we talk all about her transition. When we recorded this, it was just when they were starting their program end of August, early September. So a lot about her journey of getting into dental school, why she chose Detroit Mercy, some of her favorite things about the school and the atmosphere, and kind of what you can expect for orientation and onboarding processes at that dental school if you're considering applying to UDM. But before we get into the episode with Raven, I did want to do our quick weekly intro. The biggest thing I suppose to update you all on is that I did a lot last week and nothing all at the same time because I came down with a really, really bad cold for how bad colds can be, I suppose. Like, it wasn't the worst sickness I've ever had by any means, but for a cold, it was pretty rough, and I was thriving um, on Monday, and all the day, Tuesday as well, I believe, I was at school, I was like getting a lot of work done. I was in sim lab. I was practicing because we had a practical on Wednesday afternoon. So I was practicing for that. I was preparing for an exam that we had on Friday. So I was really going at it academically. And then when I got home from practicing for the practical Tuesday night, I realized that my throat was feeling a little off and I could tell I was getting a cold. I thought, okay, take some medicine. It'll just be kind of a little throat cough, runny nose thing. But the next couple days, I was absolutely wiped out. I was pretty religious about taking medicine and I think that's why I was able to feel recuperated enough to still do my weekend plans this past Saturday, which was really nice because I'd been looking forward to it for months. But one thing at a time. First, we had the practical on Wednesday, which was for Crown and Bridge Lab. So we had Crown Prep practicals for tooth number 14 and tooth number 30 for a uh, gold crown, or it could also be a zirconia crown. Um, It was just the Schaefer margin was kind of what you needed to focus on, differentiating between the different types of crown preps. And then we had, on Friday, another practical for our dentures sim lab class. So we had a practical portion, but we also had a written midterm in person, which is interesting because we're still, I would say, like 70%, maybe that's not even generous enough, percent of our exams are online still because our lectures are all online. The only thing we go in person for is lab and assisting, which still takes up a lot of the week. I'm still at the school pretty much every day. But lectures are all online, so most of those classes have online exams. But since the SimLab Denture class is in person, our midterm was in person. So we took that for about 30 minutes to an hour, however long you needed, within that hour time frame. And then once we finished up, we started our practical, which was making a maxillary custom tray, which honestly is very simple. You just kind of mark the depth of the vestibule, and then you mark 
three millimeters above that and that's going to be where you're placing the triad which is the custom tray material before you place the triad though you have to go ahead and also mark in the relief areas and then you put on some vaseline over the cast and then you add the relief wax to the relief areas which are just areas that have vital anatomy that you need to kind of give a little extra cushion and support to so that it doesn't get damaged or not captured when you take the uh, actual impression so then you put the relief wax on and then you can go ahead and place the triad material you do have to also block out undercuts but that's not always consistent like where they are and everything so then you place the triad trim it to where you drew that two to three millimeter line and then you put it in the curing machine for a minute and then you rinse it under cold water cure it for another minute rinse it under cold water, make sure you can get it off because that means that you did block out undercuts correctly and it's not sticking and you don't have to redo it. And then you cure it for six minutes final and then you just go back and trim up the borders of the tray um, with your handpiece just to make sure everything's like smooth and would be comfortable if you were using it on a patient. So it was really easy. It didn't take very long. I was home by like 9.30 and the class ends at noon. So that was great. <laughs> and within all of that, like I said, I was very sick, but it was kind of fortuitous timing in a way because I had already not planned any assisting that week other than assisting for grad perio, which was required on Tuesday morning for me. So I assisted on an implant placement. I was more of the shadow for that though because there was a d4 assistant and then i assisted the rest of her morning appointments which were some consults and some post-op suture removals so it was like an 8 a.m to noon situation on tuesday morning and then like i said i started to feel sick tuesday night so wednesday i took the practical came back here relaxed and at home I was just literally resting pretty much the whole rest of the week other than studying a little bit for that midterm Friday so that I could do okay. I don't know my grade yet but I'm assuming I did all right and after that I was literally just ready for the weekend and I had finally kind of recuperated a little bit after all the medicine and rest I was taking. I slept for like 18 hours between Wednesday evening until Thursday because I didn't really have anything going on Thursday. I was just planning on studying that whole day. So I was able to spend half the day resting and half the day studying. Obviously not as much studying as I originally planned, but I think I still did okay on the midterm. And then on Today, the day you're listening to this podcast, um, I had another midterm for GI system, so gastrointestinal system, which I got like a 90% on because I just took it a few hours ago, which is why this episode is up a little bit late because of being sick and because of that midterm, but usually I pre-upload them so that they'll go up right at 5 a.m. on Mondays, but because of being sick last week, I just didn't feel like that was essential to do. And I know you all understand because most of you are students yourselves or you were a student at some point. But that's pretty much everything, I think, for the recap at this point. Um, Next week, we're going to finally have how to prepare for a practical, that episode topic. I already have all the notes written out, so I'm excited to record it all for you. And then the following weeks, we'll be switching again between some guests and some informative topics helping with dental school interviews, helping pick dental schools, recapping my fall semester, talking about my classes. 
And then, like I said, lots of guests, different dentists and different avenues, successful general dentists, some more dental students, um, some different dental specialties, all of the things we love to hear on this podcast. So after this little intro, kind of long intro, eight minute intro is finished, we're going to get into this episode with Raven. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right. Hi, everyone. So we do have another guest here today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Raven Newberry. Um, I'm currently a de- uh, DS1 at Detroit Mercy Dental. Where did you do your undergrad and everything? So I also did my undergrad at Detroit Mercy. Okay, cool. So you definitely knew a lot about the school going into the application process and everything, I'm sure. Yeah, pretty much. I had, um, I participated in a few programs throughout my degree um, at Detroit Mercy Dental School. So I was pretty familiar with um, a handful of students and some faculty. So I feel like I was really in the loop. Yeah, that's great. I feel like that helps kind of build that community and make you more comfortable when it comes to starting school and everything. Yeah, definitely did. So you just started up your first year. And before we kind of get into your plans for dental school, your feelings so far, I thought we could talk a little bit about your process of applying to dental school. So how would you describe your admissions process in one word? Anxious. I was anxious the entire time. Mm -hmm. I was anxious about applying just because I was applying in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Can you walk us through a little bit of your application process? Just even starting, like, when did you take your DAT, write your personal statement, and then your actual application cycle? So I originally planned to take my DAT a little bit later than normal because um, I was going to do the summer enrichment program or the SCP program at Detroit Mercy Dental. And that was going to be a way they were going to help me with my personal statement. They were going to provide me with resources to study for the DAT. And, you know, the admissions office was going to look through my application and things like that. However, when um, the pandemic started, my program got canceled. So uh, I was a little I actually was really discouraged. I didn't want to apply this last cycle. I was going to apply 2021 when everything got back to normal, but I ended up talking to one of my mentors and he encouraged me to um, go ahead and start studying for the DAT and apply. So I didn't start studying to the DAT until we got out of school in May, May 2020. And I started studying around like June, July-ish. And I had planned on taking it in August. Because that's kind of what my original plan was, because the SCP program was um, a program. It was eight weeks, and it was going to be in June and July. So I had already meant to prepare to sometime take it sometime in August. Uh, I went ahead, 
and waited until the testing sites opened back up because I don't think they opened up until like July, August last year. And then their first priority was were people who had already scheduled their DAT. So I didn't get a slot until the end of August. I think it was like August 18th or something like that. Um, so I studied, I used DAT Bootcamp and I used DAT Destroyer. Um, I also used, I think, PAT Booster too. And I was ready to go. And then I got really nervous at the last minute and I pushed it back two weeks. So I didn't end up taking my DAT until September 8th. And yeah, that's it's admirable, though, that you still did everything despite the SEP getting canceled and obviously everything going on with COVID. So props to you for still pushing through and doing it. Yeah, so that was it was crazy. I'm just I'm actually thankful that I was able to still get an interview because I hadn't submitted my application before my DAT scores. I waited just in case, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Did so your scores went as good as you expected or something like that and you ended up applying. Yeah. Did you Yeah, my scores were like, you know, uh it was almost the same as my practice test, so good. Did you apply to kind of all the schools you originally expected or because it was a few weeks later than you thought, you didn't apply to as many? How did your thought process go for that? So I didn't apply to as many as I had originally thought when I knew I was going to be applying this cycle, just because I did submit my application so late. And I knew that, you know, chances weren't that low because I'm, I'm pretty average when it comes to like GPA and DAT. So I did apply to obviously the two schools in Michigan. And then I applied to two other schools, Meharry and Tufts. But I only applied to four schools in total. I honestly think that's smart. I know a lot of people that applied to like just a handful and they seem to have the same outcome as a lot of other people somehow. Like they apply to three or four and they get a couple interviews or some people apply to like 10 and still only get a couple interviews. So I think that was the way to go. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, I thought like, hey, if I didn't get in this cycle, I could get in early next cycle. And I would if I would have applied earlier, I would apply to way more schools. Well, at least a few more schools. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you kind of wish you knew before you started this application cycle? Um, I wish I knew earlier in undergrad to kind of keep track of like all my activities um, certificates, awards, and things like that, and kind of kept them more organized, because when I was going through and, like, filling out, like, you know, the personal experiences and things like that, I found myself, like, looking for contacts and looking for dates, and I think it took up a lot more time than I needed, and, yeah, it put a lot more stress on me, and I'm trying also trying to study for the DAT at the same time, so if I could go back in time, I would have documented all my volunteer experience from the day I started uh, undergrad. That is really, really good advice. And hopefully any pre-dentals listening will do that because it does make filling out your application a hundred times easier if you actually have all that in one place. Yeah. So you had virtual interviews, right? Because it was like the COVID application cycle. 
Yes. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with that? And if you have any advice, I know this year, some of the schools are still virtual interviews and some are letting students come in person, but do you have any advice for Zoom interviews? Um, so I would say uh, this is advice that I got before before my interview is try to go somewhere like with a neutral background um, and obviously a quiet place. Get as close to your Wi-Fi box as you can, because I know I'm not sure if it was myself or the interviewer, but the it was a little laggy at some point. And I know that like that stressed me out just a little bit more because I felt like maybe they weren't hearing me or I was skipping. And once when she was asking questions, she was skipping a little bit. So um, just to decrease some anxiety that you may have, get as close to a Wi-Fi box as you can. I would try to do it with a stronger Wi-Fi, like not a library or anything like that. Um, honest, I would encourage you since you are at like your home computer, have a sticky note or something on like the bottom of your laptop. So just just um, so you're not forgetting something because you're allowed to have a binder with you, you know, in the normal interview process or a folder with you in the normal interview process. Um, so I think that was also helpful. You know, I wrote down some things that I made sure I wanted to highlight during my interview or like mention um, specific experiences, um, obviously not a whole paragraph or a script or anything, but just like, you know, experiences that you want to talk about or that you know that you want to bring up during the interview. And then maybe some questions that you already have. I already have my questions written down, um, virtual, but I think that's the most I can give you, like the most advice about virtual interviews. I think my my virtual interview at Detroit Mercy, it was pretty relaxed. I had two interviewers. One is uh, actually one of my professors now. And a, the second was, uh, I think she was a resident in the dentist or something like that. But it was pretty, it was pretty actually relaxing. They asked cool, they asked reasonable questions. I didn't feel like I was being hounded or I didn't feel, I think they understood that my anxiety was already high because it was a virtual interview. So I think, I don't know if they went easy on me or they just went easy on the whole class. Well, that's good. It's, I think interview day is so important. Like you said, it kind of sets the tone for your impression of the school. I know you already knew a lot about Detroit Mercy's dental school, but that probably reaffirmed that like, this is a place you want to be since the interview is a positive and relaxed experience. Yeah. What are some of the other things that made you choose Detroit Mercy for dental school or made it a top choice for you? So um, I am from Detroit. um, So it was close to home, you know, close to family. I would have been open to like, you know, going out of state. But I think what really sold me um, with Detroit Mercy Dental is Detroit Mercy in general is the faculty student relationships. I feel the faculty go like above and beyond to make relationships and maintain relationships with you. Um, I also I also did a mission trip with some of the students um, back before COVID. I think it was spring 2019. 
So I had already met some of the dental students and I just, I built connections with them and some of the faculty then. So I just always felt like they're so inviting and they welcomed me in uh, very nicely. As far as like clinics and didactic classes, I know I learned a lot. They were doing the integrated, um, they changed the curriculum to fit the integrated boards which um, I had asked another school about that. They hadn't changed anything yet. So I, that was a plus for Detroit Mercy. Also, they, the clinic in Detroit, people like actually need care. Like they're not going just because, you know, it's a dental school, they're so prestigious. I think, I think that the cases that are taken to Detroit Mercy Clinic, I think it'll give me a pretty good feel for what it'll actually be like to practice um, in Detroit because, you know, I want to serve like an underserved community here in Detroit when I graduate. Um, I also think uh, we have really good alumni relations and yeah, I just like I'm rambling now. I just (laughs) overall think Detroit Mercy fit what I envisioned my future to be and it also um, is a very homely environment, which I strive for when I'm looking for anything. I'm glad to hear that it fit everything you were looking for. And like you said, it's so important that their mission and goals and values line up what with what you value and the kind of dentist you want to be. So it seems like they're going to train you and encourage you to get to exactly where you want to be. So that's very exciting. And now you're just getting started and everything. Very good place to be in. So for everything with your application, we kind of covered all of that and getting into dental school and now you just started. So how have the first couple weeks like orientation? I know you're starting classes now. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So, uh, yeah, our orientation, they did half online and then like half in person. So we had like, it probably took me like two hours, a two hour online orientation that just went through you know, welcome, financial aid, um, kind of what our curriculum curriculum is going to look like for the next four years, um, introduce to the faculty, you know, just basic stuff that they can, they get out the way online. And then in person, we, um, they separated us into four groups. So, um, the A, B, C, D. So A and B came on Thursday, our C and D groups came on Wednesday and they just separated us just so we weren't too crowded into different rooms. And they went through, again, financial aid, um, our, we have a counselor um, over, uh, like a therapist over like the entire class or actually the entire school. She came in, she spoke with us, the Office of Diversity and Inclusion. I mean, I think they gave us lunch. We took pictures. We toured the school because prior, if the students who hadn't toured the school before COVID had actually never seen the inside of the school. Luckily, I had I had already toured the school, but that was one thing that uh, a lot of my classmates I know were looking forward to with our orientation to actually see the campus and see what the clinics look like. Uh, and things of that nature. So I feel our orientation was pretty, pretty regular. 
I mean, I I wish it was a little bit longer. They only, we only really did one day orientations before we were able to start classes. Um, but overall, I'm just glad it was in person or we had some type of in-person aspect to the orientation because orientation online completely would have probably been so boring. Yeah, we're, ours last year was completely online, but that was a different time, I guess, as you know, with going into yeah. your application cycle and stuff. But, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, were you actually able to meet your classmates? We, so Michigan starts in June. So we started mm-hmm. like mid-June. And then that mm-hmm. semester ends um, like mid-August. And yeah. that summer term, we were completely online. Like a lot of people didn't even move to Ann Arbor. So we didn't like necessarily meet everybody. There was like a few Zooms and things, but nothing in person to meet each other until the fall, just with SimLab, but classes were still online. And winter was online and going into this fall, still online. So a little disappointing, but we'll see. <laughs> Wow, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to knock you guys' orientation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're fine. So you kind of talked about how the orientation went. Can you just kind of give me some feelings about starting dental school? What are you nervous about? What are you excited about? Um, I'm actually really, really nervous about the course load. They just started um, uploading all of our syllabi and our schedules um, onto Blackboard. And I just, I see that there's a lot of, since our bio bio classes are like integrated now, there's gonna be like multiple lectures in one day on different topics, which I would, and they're gonna be like back to back. So I just, I'm trying to mentally prepare myself to like shift that quickly um, on different topics. Um, I'm really, 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 really excited to get in the sim lab. We're able to do twice a week. And I think we're in there for like three hour blocks, which I'm glad because I know the D1s, they were saying that they took forever to get them in sim lab. And they were in like smaller groups than us. So I'm glad I'm going to be able to be around for my classmates more. Um, What else? I'm, I'm just like overall like really anxious because I hear different stories like that first semester or the first month or two is going to be so hard and like all these tests back to back and that, I don't know that just makes me really anxious. I mean obviously I'm capable of doing it. They believed in me to let me in. It's just a matter of you know a seasonal depression. I'm just I just feel like I'm going to need a way to kind of de-stress and I'm, I've already been looking up like concerts and things to do just so I know I have like some type of something to de-stress me after like these long weeks. I just don't want to get so caught up in my classwork that I start to lose my mind. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things everyone stresses about D1 year and honestly all of dental school. Like it is, like you said, no way around it. It's a ton of work, but for me, I was able to just like commit to one day a week, no school, just family, friends. So if you're able to like pick a weekend day and really commit to leaving that just for you, I think it will help you feel a lot more refreshed for your other days and you can get more done and be more focused. Hopefully I can commit to that. I'm, I have like a procrastinating personality. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, no, I get that, but I'm sure it'll turn out fine. Like you said, you are definitely capable and you got here for a reason, but those are definitely valid and typical feelings for people to have. And I'm sure as you get through like your first round of exams and stuff, you'll have a better handle and you won't feel so anxious about everything, hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) So you mentioned this earlier, I forgot to ask more about it, that you kind of have some mentors that were helping you out when you were a pre-dent. Can you tell us a little bit about them and how you made those connections? Yeah. So the first mentor that I met, I met her like my sophomore year. Um, We met at a first generation college student meeting or whatever. You know, we were going around the room saying our, you know, majors and what we plan to do after college. And she came up to me and she's also from like Detroit. I think she's from like Warren. And we connected and she's the one who she told me about different programs at Detroit Mercy. Like they have this day called Impressions Day. And then they also have um, this program called Explorations in Dentistry. I think it's like two months and one night a week you go up in the clinic and you're like learning stuff that we're gonna learn in Sim Lab. Um, And she also introduced me to some students at the dental school because her mentor had already gotten into dental school so it was kind of like you know she learned so much from her mentor that she wanted to like pass that on and then she also wants me to mentor other pre-dents so I would say my mentor literally was my holy grail and probably the reason I'm in dental school now um and then I also have mentors from the support group that I worked for it was, it's called Trio. So I have um, two success coaches that were kind of like my backbone through undergrad. Um, they were the ones encouraging me to apply and they were on me all summer asking how's my studying going, things like that. And I think that was one, that was actually one of the things that impacted me the most and kind of set me apart. Like I had really a really good support system like outside of family really good mentorships um yeah and I just I I think that I have three like lifetime mentors and then also the dentist that I shadow she was um really good maybe not as um on me as the rest of my mentors but she was always asking me like you know every step of the way how things are going and things of that nature yeah So it seems like you met a lot of these people just through events you were attending or through, like you said, like the organization you were in. Do you have any advice for students to like put themselves out there and like make these connections when they're at like an event or something? Definitely. Like I have an introverted personality, so it's hard for me to go up to people and kind of start conversation and especially, um, if I have like no understanding of like who you are, like what your major is and things like that. But especially when you're in like, you're in settings or like networking events where you guys are all kind of similar or like have similar goals, like a PDSA meeting, I would encourage you to get out and kind of like just speak to who you can, try to get, learn some names. also look for like the faculty that are kind of hosting. Um, I would get um, pretty close to them networking. Um, 
I don't, I didn't start doing this until like my third year of college, but get a business card maybe. And it doesn't even have to have like, you know, student doctor on there or anything. I just had my name, my now, and um, yeah, and like Detroit Mercy student, just so if I met somebody at an event and then, you know, I, I gave it to them, they would actually like remember like, oh, when I emailed them like, oh yeah, they gave me this card after they emptying out their purse and their wallet at night. Um, what else about networking events? Yeah, and I would say even use the internet, like how you probably found me um, through Instagram or Facebook or whatever groups that you can. Um, just follow people and like maybe like, you know, DM them. Like I found a girl from Meharry when I was um, applying to Meharry, I found her YouTube channel from a YouTube, I went to her Instagram and then I was DMing her questions that I had about the program and about the school. So honestly, even if you're not social in like real life face to face, I think it's very important that you network at least online with people, maybe even LinkedIn, even though I don't use LinkedIn as often. And just be um, open to reaching out to people. Um, normally, people are on their phones most of the day or a decent amount. So I think that's the easiest way to kind of get in touch with somebody or kind of like try to make connections. Those are really good tips. I agree. The digital world has so many options for meeting people. So at the very least, people can try to start there. So I guess kind of talking still about community, I feel like having a community and people that you feel comfortable with and that you can kind of let your guard down around and have fun with is so important in dental school. So how are you trying to find community community in dental school? Are you getting involved in any student organizations or is there anything else you're doing? So we have a student org fair this Friday. So I haven't, haven't signed up for like any organizations per se. I do um, know the SMDA members. um, And then I met our like student president or the class president of the class 2024. So I do plan on joining different organizations. But now I feel I've started to already make um, good connections with my group um, in my class. And that's probably who I'll see the most this semester. But I, I do think it's really important that I find a group of individuals who also, you know, maybe want to serve an underserved community or who are from Michigan or who are first generation, like things like that. I just, I feel it's really important that you have some people around you who you can relate to outside of dentistry because we're going to be like more than dentists in the future. We're going to be like, you know, actual people. Mm -hmm. That's really good points you make there about trying to find people that have similar backgrounds or goals because you'll naturally, I think, get along better and everything. Yeah. So a couple more questions before we wrap up, but do you have any goals that you've kind of set for yourself going into dental school? Um, I think all of our goals is, to pass my classes. Um, I don't have background in assisting or anything. So I think that my biggest challenge there will be in the clinic. So my goal is to stay on top of my practicals and 
try to do the least amount of remediations as possible. Um, and then I also have a goal to, to meet more faculty and to build relationships um, early on. I know we don't start assisting our first year, but we are allowed to shadow the uh, faculty in the clinic. Um, so I plan, well, one of my goals is to make sure I start shadowing early and maybe kind of get a feel to, if I do want to specialize, like where, where am I kind of going to lean to early on in my um, dental school career so I can make sure I actually build long long lasting relationships with the faculty that are over those particular departments those are all really good and I again admire you for setting these goals and recognizing where you maybe are falling short and where you want to improve like you said with like getting more clinical exposure and everything that's something I wish I did more my first couple semesters so that'd be really great if you're able to even do that a little bit I know it's busy with classes and everything for sure So you kind of mentioned this, like maybe you want to specialize, not sure. What are some of your favorite things about dentistry and why did you choose to go into the dental field? So um, I think my favorite, one of my favorite things about dentistry is how diverse it is, how um, we're, we're taught to do a number of different things. And we have so many options when it comes to what we actually want to specialize in or we have the option to be a general dentist and do a little bit of everything in a typical day so i like that i like the fact that um that we can make our own business uh because you know i have a family of like entrepreneurs they're all like oh we're gonna start your own practice and all that stuff like that so um even though i don't know if it's really practical for a long ways with all the student debt. However, I do like the idea that it's something that I can do. Um, I liked, I wasn't, I was actually a little bit unsure about dentistry um, when I first got to UDM. It was like dentistry or like law. Um, and I did the program at Deutra Mercy, uh, the explorations program, that's when they're like teaching us different modules, basically all the stuff that we're probably going to learn in clinic and like, you know, like crash courses of everything and then like hands on. And I just, I just, I don't know, I just felt so right. It felt like the perfect thing for me to do. Like I've shadowed um, a few other, like an, I've shadowed like an optometrist, I've shadowed, you know, a lawyer. Um, I actually shadowed a uh, a judge at one point and I just felt that I couldn't see myself doing that like I couldn't really envision myself in that field so I'm just so thankful that I was able to do that program and I got that hands-on experience and it actually made me really fall in love with dentistry yeah like typical I first got interested when I had braces in high school so it was kind of it's a little cliche so I try to make sure I mention like the program that I did that actually made me like say like this is what I want to do. This is this is why I want to go to school for four more years after four more years, you know. Mm-hmm. All of that makes a lot of sense. Um, and like you also said, like it's going to allow you to kind of give back to your community and serve underserved populations, which is also really great. 
So wrapping up here, what is the best way for people to reach out to you if they have more questions or they want to follow your journey in dental school? Yeah, so I think I respond to my Instagram DMs probably the quickest. Um, So my Instagram is ravensworld, um, R-A-Y-V-E-N-S-S-W-O-R-L-D. You can also reach out to me by email. I don't know if you'll put this in the like description, but it's N E W B as in boy E R R C at udmercy.edu. Awesome. Thank you so much. Do you have any final thoughts or closing advice you want to leave people with before we end the episode? Um, I was just, I don't know about any advice. Just if you're listening to this in your pre-dental. Um, don't be discouraged by anything that I said. Um, and to, you're, you're, you're in the right place because they're listening to this podcast. And I also want to thank you, Haley, for inviting me. And I love that you're doing this podcast. It's so cool. I wish I was one of, um, honestly, I wish I was the type of person that could host a podcast, but I can barely speak. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, you did <laughs> great today. Oh my gosh. No, I'm no, so introverted, care. so shy. I'm glad the camera's not on. <laughs> well, I appreciate you getting out of your comfort zone then and being willing to talk to me today. Cause I know it's going to help a lot of people encourage a lot of people. And if anyone's interested in Detroit mercy, you're a great person for them to follow and chat with. So thank you again for your yeah. time today. Thank you so much, Haley.